You're listening to Light Switch the Podcast, hosted by Erica and Sakura, a podcast to help you spark aha moments about career and life through honest conversations between two friends. Light Switch へようこそ。異なるバックグラウンドを持つ二人があらゆるトピックについてディスカッションしていきます。このポッドキャストは日本語と英語でお送りします。Hi everyone! Welcome back to Light Switch the Podcast with Sakura and Erika. So, today we are talking about living in Japan. Hi, ということで、えー、今日はですね、アメリカ育ちの Sakura と日本育ちでシンガポールで働いた経験がある私、Erika の観点から見た Living in Japan, 日本に住むというのはどういうことかについて話していければと思っています。お願いします。はい Um, Sakura and I, I will talk about two things mainly. One is expectation versus reality. As Sakura moved to Japan from America, I'm sure she has a lot of stories she can share with you all. So I'm so excited to have a personal interview with her. And then we will talk about how easily it is for foreigners to live in Japan, especially Tokyo, as we both live in Tokyo now. It is actually an interesting topic because I hear different opinions about this. So I can't wait to have an honest conversation about this with Sakura. Me too. Thanks, Erica. All right, then let's get into it.、Um, Sakura, you moved to Japan from America six years ago, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, could you tell us why you moved to Japan from America? Yeah, so it's actually kind of a funny story because I always tell people that this is my villain origin story. <laughs> But anyway, I am someone who lived in America because of my dad's work. We were relocated to America at a very young age, you know, when we were kids, and he worked there for pretty much, you know, 20 plus years. But we actually never had the intention to live in America long term. It just Happened to end up that way. So, long story short, I've never been a citizen or a green card holder in America. So, I unfortunately at that time had no choice but to return to Japan, returning quotes for me. And I'm what I think we call in America a documented dreamer. So, a child of an immigrant who, you know, wasn't planning on staying long, but they did, and then ended up basically naturalizing, but not. In a citizenship type of way, if that makes sense. I actually didn't know that story.、Um, before coming to Japan, right? What was your image of Japan? I think Japan, when you're far away and from media and everything that we see, really looks like utopia, right?、Mm. We have amazing food, the culture is so complex and nuanced in a you know, beautiful way. Everyone says people are really polite and organized. But I think for me personally, I knew growing up that there are also, of course, darker truths of things, such as, you know, some sexism, you know,、mm-hmm. negative working culture is quite a popular topic as well, and other things. So for me, I've always had a love and a connection to Japan while also being wary of it as well. No country, of course, is perfect. So I knew that some of the flaws that are there are present, but I didn't really experience it until I came to Japan to live and work here. Narodo. Nanka, i m a m a d no kegen de culture shock that the kotoka, mechakcha oboeter, mitana kotoka, gutai tikini attari suru. I think the biggest culture shock was the identity part. And let me explain because I do feel like that's a big topic. Growing up with Japanese parents, they did an amazing job fostering our culture at home. For example, I went to Japanese Saturday school. We shopped at the amazing Mitsuma Marketplace in、That's、Chicago.、So、<laughs> yeah, I wonder if other people you know, listening to this episode k n o w s about Mitsuma, but yeah, it's a huge Japanese marketplace in you know, the States. 
Uh, we watched anime on Saturdays together, we celebrated Japanese holidays, and we visited Japan almost every year because the rest of our family lived here. So I was very attached to that identity of being Japanese. So now, when I first came to Japan, that's something that I thought would prevail. But as a Kikokushijo or as a returnee, I felt that I was actually treated and seen more as a foreigner or what I would call quote unquote different Japanese person, which is really weird because, again, the experience for me outside of Japan you know, was the opposite. It was almost 180. So in America, I celebrated my Japanese-ness while in Japan, I sort of had to fit the mold for my foreignness while also being held to Japanese expectations due to, you know, what I look like and how I talk because I don't have an accent when I speak Japanese.、Mm. So this episode isn't specifically about identity. Like me and Erica would love to talk about that in a different episode. But honestly, that was probably the biggest culture shock for me. And also just My goodness, like, why is it so hard to find friends in Tokyo? It's a completely different topic, but I feel like that was a culture shock for me as well. But overall, I think living in Japan was also expectedly amazing in many ways for me. I will always mention over and over the food, like the accessibility. Of course. Yeah, the amazing places to visit, really cool people that you get to meet in the city, especially if you're living in Tokyo. If you want to be somewhere in a city where things are actually happening, like this is great. It's like almost never any treasure hunt.、Mm, thank you for sharing. I actually have a question about making friends part, like making friends in Tokyo part. I'm sure there are a lot of people who moved here with like no local friends, right?、Mm. But how did you meet people in Tokyo? Like, what's your story? Like, where did you go and what kind of community you would try to like participate? So, this is actually a really super important question, I think, because an unexpected challenge that I think that's often overlooked. Um, about moving to Japan, whether as a returnee or whether as a foreigner, is actually maybe loneliness. And I don't know if it's just me. So it's sometimes just really difficult to make new friends from scratch in a totally new environment, as well as make friends that actually feel close to you. And I don't know how to explain that if you haven't experienced it, but it just sort of feels like you have a lot of close acquaintances instead of friends sometimes.、Um, and even when you know, there's people physically around you, sometimes you can feel really isolated, especially if you have loved ones back home in another country. You know, that's especially tough. But I also think that it might just be because of my age as well. As I mentioned, I'm kind of, you know, mid career and I'm almost end of my 20s. But if you're coming here for uni, you have plenty of chances to meet people. But in a work environment, it was really hard for me to go from zero to one friend. For me personally, I've made friends most easily through my workplace. Since, as I mentioned, the companies that I've been with had been pretty global. So I met a lot of really great colleagues that I found a deeper connection with. I met other friends through then those mutual friends. And then I also met one recent, semi recently through Bumble BFF, which was kind、really? of fun. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you think Erika is a good person? I think Erika is a good person. I think Erika is a good person. そうだね私の場合は日本で生まれ育って、まあ、大学も日本に行ってたので結構さくらとはねバックグラウンドは違うけどでもやっぱり大学からの友達とかって日本でよくあるのはバイトを通してとかかなり多いと思う。あ,、ねうん、あとは日本の大学ってサークルっていうまあ文化があってサークルって聞いたことあるえっと聞いたことあるんだけどもしよかったらちょっと説明してもらえるかな、うん 
なんかこうそれぞれの大学で、まあ、例えばあのテニスサークルとかあの、まあ、音楽系のサークルとか、まあ、いろんなこう共通の趣味を共有してるこうコミュニティみたいなのがあってそこでかなりみんな仲良くなったりとかっていうイメージはあるから私も同じようなアプローチは取ってたかなあとはやっぱり、うん、あの英語が話せる帰国子女の友達とかも仲良くなりやすかったっていうのはあるから結構。あの帰国子女として日本に来て友達を作るっていうやり方と割とね違うとこはかなりあるとは思う。Mm. That's actually quite interesting. I guess the circle idea makes a lot of sense though because、mm. I think you make friends generally through shared passions or shared values or something like that. So actually, it makes a lot of sense that people do that.、Yeah. Uh, I wish I definitely had those like sacred opportunity to go. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks for sharing, Erica. I have another question. So, since you were born and raised in Japan, but you lived in, worked in Singapore for three years, right?、Mm. So, do you think you have found any new perspectives or the way you see Japan after coming back from Singapore? Yeah, absolutely. Like, 具体的に言うとまずはさくらも言ってたけどあのご飯<笑>ご飯が一番美味しいやっぱりここは<笑>やっぱりね日本食はもう世界一美味しいっていうことを私は実感したし、うんまあ、一時帰国するたびに、まあ、日本で食事するとどこに行っても本当に美味しいっていうそのクオリティの高さにまあ驚かされていたので、まあ、日本で当たり前に美味しいご飯を毎日食べれるっていうのは幸せだなっていうのをあの当たり前のことだけど日本食って最高だなっていうのを改めて痛感したっていうのが一つあとはちょっとカルチャー的なところになるけどやっぱり日本人の礼儀の正しさとかあの繊細さとかは一度海外に出たからこそ、うん、やっぱり日本ってすごく素敵な文化を持ってるなっていうのは思った。例えばあのコンビニ一つでも店員さんの丁寧さとか「うんまあ、いらっしゃいませ」とか「ありがとうございました」みたいな一言一言とこってやっぱ海外に比べると全然違うし、うんまあらゆる接客とかサービスはやっぱ日本はピカイチだなっていうのは感じたかないややっぱり日本人のサービスは本当に世界で一番かもと私も思ってて、うん、でなんか毎回少し日本離れて戻ってくると私も思いますそれ However, people with zero Japanese, I think, will have to rely on others to get many things done. You know,、mm. really small daily things like making a bank account, you know, signing a phone contract, trying to find an apartment to live. So I think it's getting more accessible to foreigners, but I do believe we still have a long way to go. I think it's not impossible, just a little bit inconvenient sometimes. So you have to be willing to understand that. And it can get you know, exhausting after living there for a while and having to kind of add that extra layer. But outside of Tokyo, I honestly don't think people speak much English, so it would just、yeah. be that much harder. 
Mm. Yeah. But however, I think once you get used to it, it's pretty doable. Like transportation is super convenient. Good food is always accessible. Systems generally work in Japan, which I think is quite a big thing comparatively to other countries. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. I think especially Tokyo is becoming much more international, but still, it might be a little hard to live in Japan uh, comfortably if you cannot speak Japanese like at all.、Mm. Uh, maybe if you're considering moving to Japan, it would help if you have like local Japanese friends or like international friends、mm. who have been living in Japan for a while. Having a community here makes all the difference in your loneliness as well as like. How livable Japan becomes for yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, also, Erica, I want to ask you a little bit more of a logistical question, which、mm-hmm. is the cost of living. Although they say that Tokyo is seriously like one of the most expensive cities in the world to live, what do you think of this statement? あのちょっと比べてみるとシンガポールの方がなんなら高かった、うん、なんでかっていうとシンガポールって一人で住むっていう文化があんまりないから、えー、とシェアハウスって言って例えば友達とかあの全然知らない人とかと家をシェアするっていう文化だから2人で、えー、一緒に家賃を払うみたいなことがあったのでもし一人暮らしをするんだったらかなりまず選択肢があの少ないっていうのと高い。でも日本って一人暮らしのオプションってすっごい多いし、まあ、場所そんなにね都心を選ばなければ全然そこまであのやばいほど高いっていうんじゃない気もするけどね。うんうん、I actually think for a big city like this,、うん、the what we call COSPA, うんうん、うん、the COSPER like value for what you get is really good. And again,、うん、I'll say over and over again, the food, for example, I think Tokyo can actually be as cheap or as expensive as one needs it to be. As Erica mentioned, I mean, if you live in like a really popular area in Tokyo, right? It, obviously, it's going to be extremely expensive to live. But even if you just go a little bit away, like on a different line or just a little bit outside, still within Tokyo, but not in the like, center center,、mm-hmm. it's definitely doable. So I think once you can get over that language thing and figure out the finances, Japan is actually quite. Comfortable to live in, I think, comparatively to other countries. Yeah. I think my advice for people who are interested in coming here, which I know is a lot of you, is you know, be willing to immerse yourself in the culture and the language. I think you'll have a pretty miserable time if you stick to only what you know. <laughs> But I mean, if you're here, like, what an amazing chance you would have to move to a new place like Japan to do something like this. Like, I feel like most Japanese people also are really kind and find it. Maybe, I don't know what you think, Erica, like, but I think a lot of Japanese people find it flattering when foreigners try to practice Japanese. Yeah, and they're willing to help you. So be willing to be challenged. You know, you'll definitely enjoy your time here if you can do that. Because once you have your community of people, the world is. For sure, your oyster here. All right, so today we talked about our experiences, you know, living in Japan, and Erica shared a little bit about, you know, how she thought of Japan after returning from Singapore, as well as discussing how livable we think Japan is for foreigners or returnees. So let us know in our Insta DMs if you have any follow up questions. Thank you all for listening, and please feel free to follow us on Instagram and Spotify. Leave us a review if you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.